Welcome to Quest Me, the Star Wars podcast that takes you on a quest through legends and new canon. My name is Josh, and I am your forever host, friend, and follower of all standard Jedi protocol. Joining me today is no stranger. He is the apprentice to my master. His name is Justin. Welcome back, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, uh, especially after that ridiculous intro. Yeah, do you like what that? What was that? N- no, no. His that name was, is Minch. That was for the crap you talked about my notes, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was just a joke, but very nice, yeah. very nice. Well, <laughs> I ended it. Anyway, um, just again, another heads up. My internet is being super weird, so if I do crash again, I blame the Nebraska Cornhuskers. It is the first game of the season right now, and I swear to God, Ooh. every single person in this state is using the internet and streaming the game. So um, there's only, I don't know, like half of a quarter left in the game, so I'm hoping that once they lose, um, people can go to bed. <laughs> um, anyway, uh now, of course, today we're talking about Ahsoka episode three, but before we do that, I have to introduce two more people. Of course, we have the lovely fact checker. His name is Phil. How are you doing today, sir? Doing all right. Here to, you know, continue to buck the trend of not having a name that starts with J. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Hey, that's uh, good Good for you. you know, last week we had Anthony. Yes. He doesn't... Oh, I know. That doesn't start I with know. J, so... I know but how the alphabet works. Well, I'm glad. We really have to um, do a, a JJ and P and P. That'd be fun. Who do you know that's P? Or we don't I, talk to each other. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like I said, last week we had Anthony to talk about episodes one and two. This week we have a uh, friend of the show and fellow Trekkie. Her name is Jessie from the Crusher Convo podcast. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Happy to be back. Yes, it's great to have you. Like I said, you are from the Crusher Convo podcast. I am. Um, tell us a little bit about your show. Uh, yeah, we just deep dive Star Trek The Next Generation in the eyes of Dr. Beverly Crusher, who is one of our favorite characters. And we basically, how do I put this? We serialize a character in an episodic universe so lots of fun okay yeah yeah um i actually had the pleasure of being a part of crusher you combo did. Uh, i think that episode dropped what a month ago something like that's fairly fairly recently yeah like of. a couple weeks ago yeah oh it was that i think okay. so i don't know it I just know that August you were already, like in so. July or something. Oh, okay. I remember. Okay. What'd you guys talk about? We talked season three, the bonding. He got a very sad this episode. Like orphan one of the more mother depressing. died yeah. and then was an orphan. Uh, and and it, yeah. orphan that adopted the boy. Looks yeah. like that episode dropped on the 13th. There we go. Oh, look at you. July. Yeah, there's nice. our fact checker. <laughs> so it was a month ago. Feel See, for the rest of you. See, I forget. It's like the end of August. I still think. I know. It it's, flew by. I can't believe how quick. But I realized, yeah. no, I went to Vegas in the beginning oh, of August. Wow. So yeah. I'm still. <laughs> Got to I meet a lot of interesting of people, including Jesse. Oh, yeah. Good old Jesse from, uh, from Sun Inevitable and uh, Open, Open Pike. Pike. Yeah. Open Pike. Yeah. 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 
lots of fun. Finally got um, to meet them, so it was great. Yeah, he's a character for sure. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's, is that that's someone to uh, yeah somehow to describe? Him. <laughs> he's he's the same person in no, real life. <laughs> I love you, Jesse. Don't worry. <laughs> we all. Well, yeah. Jesse. Thanks again. We do, and we also love you, Jesse. And thank you again for coming on and talking some Ahsoka with us, taking a break from, I don't know, that other galaxy, and coming over here to this coming galaxy, over here, far, yeah. far away, <laughs> to the good side. Of course, I still yes, have as, as as much as you know. I'm I'm a huge Trekkie, and my whole Twitter page and Instagram is is basically Star Trek, but Star Wars is just. <laughs> right above it because that's what i grew up on yes, so yes I'll see look. and you know you can you can take uh take the person away from the star wars but you can't take the star wars away from the person exactly. i'm gonna use that joke every episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm Love gonna find it. some way to use that joke every episode oh man um today like i said we are talking about the shortest episode of the series so far um time to fly it was about what 29 minutes Thir no i think it was 32 minutes 30 something credits. like that 37 ish yeah. including credits so okay yep. yeah so and if you count the intro the like last week on ahsoka and then the credits mm. i think it was a about 32 minutes or something like that um but there was still a good amount of stuff to talk about and of course we're going to talk about that but before we do oh i have to say hi to I'm assuming that's Ro from the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Thanks for popping <laughs> Hello. in. Hello. You're just in time to go to a bar far away. Uh, well, uh, first place. off, one one quick correction. Uh, Ro pops oh, in and says hello right. there, and nobody said General Kenobi. I mean, come on, you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a I was focused on bringing up your segment oh, video, so right Phil. All right? like, I, it's all good. I'm, um, I'm paranoid about my internet. I, you know, <laughs> come on, man, cut me some slack. Tell so us there what we're you doing go. Tonight. Yep. So <laughs> tonight we were talking about the episode "Time to Fly," so I decided to do a riff on the classic gin cocktail and aviation. So <laughs> nice. Yes. yes. Oh wow! And I don't know what an aviation is. I've why is it brown? So. <laughs> The aviation is usually gin, maraschino liqueur, uh, lemon juice, and creme de violette, which makes it a what very vibrant purple. Uh, in this case, though, I have tweaked it ever so slightly. Uh, <laughs> I have added a bit of Fernet Branca, which is a um, very bitter uh, caramel-colored liqueur um, uh, that is kind of a... Um, go-to kind of industry thing for for bartenders um oh, okay okay uh so the fernet adds a lot of bitterness to it uh it also deepens it to uh that kind of brown color um from the purple i also added an egg white uh to this one to give it some foam on top uh, <laughs> okay. so it, it is creamy it's smooth it is very floral uh, because I used uh, Hendrix uh, Lunar Gin in this case. Oh, good God, that's some good man. Stuff. Yeah. That's real good stuff. <laughs> so it's specifically, it's two ounces of Hendrix Lunar Gin, a half ounce of Luxardo's Sangue Morlaco, a uh, quarter ounce of Fernet, quarter ounce of Creme de Violet, 
three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice and one egg white. Good lord, yeah. that's like, what? fancy. Yeah, right. That's See, fancy. he's always bringing the fancy shit yeah. to the show. I, I, I really want to go to your white, house. Just put it over the edge. I mean, there. so <laughs> the the egg white is a pretty typical addition to things like oh, whiskey sours. Yeah. Um, whiskey sours or amaretto sours, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I figure, you know, if I'm doing something that's already kind of in the direction of a gin fizz, uh, then the egg white is kind of expected. So, huh. yeah. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I so, all of don't those, drink and fly. The, uh, <laughs> uh, and of course, that recipe is in the show notes, um, just like all of the other uh, bar far away recipes. So go check some of those out. Some of them are pretty intricate and pretty crazy. And I'm over here just with a vanilla Coke because I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I have you know, water. I'm just drinking Coke and water. Well, and well again, it, yeah. I remind you all that if you're looking for my favorite, most simple bar far away recipe. I point you to the Tatooine Dream. <laughs> what episode was that? <laughs> that was our uh, that was our uh, preview. That was our Ahsoka preview. Yeah, that's right. The that's right. Uh, the oh, Tatooine go check that the out. The Tatooine uh, Dream is ice water. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, that. clever! Excellent. Um, so let's do corrections really quick. I have one correction from last week, and it was I stumbled on who the Mandalorian was that Sabine fought in Rebels, and it was Gar Saxon. Derp. Who was voiced by Ray Stevenson, who is currently yeah. in this season oh. of Ahsoka as Balin Skull. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me sad. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it is very sad, but also a pretty cool connection because there's a lot of that going around in yeah. Star Wars right now. So um, we're going to move on to episode three, Time to Fly. And just for you, Justin, I did write you a synopsis for this week. Um, although brief, it is still a synopsis. So just like Sabine is learning to move cups, we are learning to adapt to the New Republic, one that doesn't want anything to do with the war. We're also learning about what Morgan is doing to find the one person that will bring war back to the galaxy. This episode was directed by Steph Green. It was written by Dave Filoni, just like the rest of the series. This whole series was written by Dave Filoni. Um, it obviously stars Rosario Dawson, Tasha Lou Bardizo, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who we didn't mention this, is married to Ewan McGregor, who then oh. makes oh. him related or makes her related to Wedge Antilles. And yeah, it's the, the circle wow. of Star Wars. Wow, <laughs> that is. So, um, but I, that's, that's a pretty fun little fact. The music in this episode was done by Kevin Kinner, who also did Clone Wars, Tales of the Jedi, Bad Batch. He did the music on Titans and one of my favorite shows, Hell on Wheels. Um, there was also, last week, I just found out today um, that, uh, oh, sorry, Ro, um, General Kenobi. <laughs> All right. And hello, DJ Red. Thank you for coming in. Um, anyway, the the song last week in the first episode that Sabine was listening to on her little like motorcycle trip is by a band called the Illuminati Hotties. It's not actually by the band. The singer sings the song. Kevin Kinner and uh, uh, Ludwig Van Gronsen wrote the song, um, but she sang for it. And I found that really, really cool because Illuminati, Illuminati Hotties, first of all, is really hard to say. Um, but they're a really fun little punk band that uh, 
if you ever get the chance, check them out if you're into that kind of music. Um, so first thing I wanted to kind of touch on with this episode, um, I think Phil kind of got his answer as to how people can wield the force. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Phil, did this whole opening training montage, which by the way was really fun, <laughs> um, did it kind of help us understand how the force works or is it more confusing now? I think it's still kind of up in the air. Uh, but I would say that it's giving a, it's, it's pointing us back more toward the direction that we were originally leaning in before episode one came out and introduced the concept of midichlorians. Because okay. what, what, what aptitude, uh, what aptitude did Luke show for the force before he met Obi-Wan? True. He was a good pilot. We don't know. And that he was a good pilot. That's all we know. He was a farm boy. He was a good pilot. That's all we know. I look forward to seeing how the rest of Sabine's training plays out during the series. Uh, because yeah. I think that's going to clarify a lot more for us. Jesse, do you think uh, this kind of retcons midichlorians a little bit? Oh, I don't know. I, I Here's the thing. I feel like the one good thing about Star Wars is how they connect everything together. But when you have different creatives when they're creating these new stuff they start throwing things in and then try to be like oh but this makes sense and this and then sometimes you're like does it though <laughs> i'm still kind of like on the fence with what she was saying like everyone could use the force and i'm all like can they <laughs> i mean sabine said she's like then why doesn't everybody <laughs> why do, you know it's like well there's which skill, is a good question which is then then no one really can use the force like I, you know, I have skills in certain things. That doesn't mean like Phil's going to be able to do it. Like, I don't know. It's just, uh, we'll see. How I kind of look goes. at it like playing an instrument. <laughs> I kind of yeah. look at it like playing playing the guitar or playing the drums. Like there has to be some sort but some of are level like really of talent good. there, right? Yeah. And some are like really good. Like there is Beethoven and Mozart, you know, everything like that. And then there's The natural not. ones. <laughs> yeah. Like they have it in right, them. Right. Like. Like the drunk guy at the party that's like, I'm going to play some Wonderwall. <laughs> like, exactly. Is that is Sabine going to be the drunk guy at the party? It's like, look, I can move some cups. Check out my party trick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to wait and see. <laughs> that's going to yeah. be my answer. I don't want to I mean, jump into it just if, yet. Because <laughs> we're just going to continue references from last week's episode. There are just so many Ooh. references through this show. And one of the first ones is the blast mask um, that that they use. And Sabine did not do well there. <laughs> um, if you recall, Luke kind of caught on quick um, in A New Hope. He was able to deflect some shots pretty easily. Um, Which just goes back to my point, point of like, is she... People have the gift of the force and right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering if it's going to be more of like, I don't know. She's going to have to Ooh. get some sort of ring of power or something like <laughs> go for it. Justin. Just, What's up? I just thought of something. All right. Midi chlorians, right? <laughs> what does yeah. that sound like? Mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> hear me out. Maybe force aptitude people have more mitochondria per 
further cells because every living cell should have mitochondria. I just heard my eyes go. glaze over. <laughs> He's only been waiting 24 years to make that joke. God, dude. Um, I, okay, sure. Yeah, there's a there's an explanation for that. I don't know how to respond to that. Um, but I again, I, I am interested to see where where she goes with it. Is she just going to be able to do little things? Yeah. Also, is this going to kind of be a way to introduce the Isalamari? Because here's here's my thought process on this is this next episode is going to be the the forest battle like this next episode is going to be the episode where we see the last of the trailers mm -hmm. maybe we won't see thrawn walking in the ship but for the most part like the battle is going to be in this next episode and so you know in in the trailers shin at one point says you have no power and she's she's obviously gonna win i would i would assume that if she wins i, I would assume she wins and like it would it would be a way for if they brought Isalamari in it'd be a way for Sabine to even the playing field mm -hmm. you know what i mean just Ooh, to kind of be like oh theory. i don't need the force i have this animal um who which by the way my friend Ezra Merrick over there um no help mm. train mm. <laughs> um yeah no it, it would be a fun way to level the playing field between uh between her and uh and shin uh i also think at some point maybe we'll end up with an actual fight where sabine is literally uh blinded in one way or another um yeah like oh just That'd be kind of cool as a foreshadowing, yeah, just a foreshadowing thing maybe just, just dark in the in the forest yeah, or something just something she where she see, can't like... see her opponent but still has to actually fight them <laughs> even though right. her opponent has a lightsaber and just illuminates everything <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't we already see the east alamari uh in, in rebels? rebels yeah 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 but did they um, have that force nullifying ability mm -hmm. i don't think we know do we I don't. I don't remember seeing them. Hmm. Uh, it's around his neck in a in like a mo or a photo. Oh, okay. Well, we'd have to look it up, Phil. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Says, five, five seconds. They were. DJ uh, Red says a great comparison would be Chirrut, um, and that's a really that's that's a good character to bring up because Chirrut. I, I don't know if he necessarily could use the Force. It kind of felt like he could especially uh at, at the end of rogue one when he's walking no. across the sand but at the same time um is he just one with the force you know what i mean and he's just like going where the force he's, is telling him to go and is he's that buddha how is that. Have to do it? so yeah. he's he's taking buddha and walking in the steps man he just <laughs> takes the fire and he's fine and in rebels we Fair. only saw them as sculptures not as sculptures yeah. Okay. We didn't actually see like living ones. Okay. Yeah. But there are sculptures still, which is kind of, you know, there's got to be some significance there, I would assume. Now, I have a question since I, I didn't get to see last week because right now with work, I was asleep and <laughs> I go to bed early. So, but. <laughs> okay. The, sh the show went way too long last week. <laughs> but oh, when you said, is it Marek? The, the the master Merrick. 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 Okay. Maroc. I think it's Maroc. Yeah. Inquisitor. And and I think you had said about uh Ezra 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So, do you guys think Ezra is Mark or Maroc? Oh, oh, I do. No. I have a I have no. a theory video. No. <laughs> I have a th- I have a video on YouTube. Okay. Well, because I was funny because you said said something and then he started going, "Nuh-uh." Like, I was we like, oh, we have, have we all have our own we all have our own theories about who a Merrick theory. actually okay. is. So I, I I'm think just the only right. one that's trolling everyone, not only on this show but like in my Star Wars I think groups it's on Ezra. Facebook. <laughs> I think it's Ezra. it's it's too much of a a, a given. It's it's Ezra's with Thrawn. Thrawn's Star in Wars, another galaxy. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right, that's fair. That that right there is fair. Not in Star Trek, but Star Wars, it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like you, they don't really keep secrets that, that well, except for Darth um, Vader. It's, it's I will be say Star that Killer. it's a nod to Star Killer. I'll bring up a really cool theory today that I read today that was um, Maroc is actually Jason. Sindula from the future that came through the world between worlds to save his mother. Okay, all right. I like that one. I'll run oh, that's with too, it. That's too. That's too much. It is that's too much. Too oh, much. That's what, Star so, Trek. No, what, nothing's ever good for you, dude. <laughs> oh, you, I love the complex theories, but you also got to think it has to apply to the average viewer, not us. <laughs> no, I know. It's just a, it was a crazy theory. I, I still, crazy theory that I read. and I, I still think it's just the eighth brother. <laughs> You said last week oh, the, that it, it he's was a salamari or something like that. He's a salamander. <laughs> Cliff Maroc is a guy named Cliff Cliff Reynolds who used to be a shuttle pilot and needed a job, so he became a hired muscle. <laughs> I like that theory more than uh, most other theories, Ro. Thank you. The I'll Jason. support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll allow it. I'll support uh, that. No. So there's been speaking of like Star Wars groups and stuff. I'm always trolling those pages and like now that i have a new facebook all i see is star wars which is kind of nice because my twitter is still half and half star trek and star wars but my facebook is just star wars all over the place no it's not you (laughs) i choose to share everybody's star trek stuff you know it's true it's it's, it's on me too um but i've been reading a lot of like hate on this show there's been a lot of like a lot of people a lot of people that have been saying that rosario dawson has been playing like too stoic and not as much of the Ahsoka that we knew and loved. Like I, I just I, I think I imagine the that those we are the knew same and loved went through a lot of shit over the years. Well that's like saying well that's like literally saying in Star Trek with Picard season three, like that's not the Beverly Crusher we know. It's like well, the last what she a lot's happened the last twenty years. She's not going to be the same Beverly Crusher that we remember back in the nineties. So that's kind Thank of a you. dumb Thank you. <laughs> thing. It's slower pace, and okay, but they're still telling a story. So I don't. I just Star Wars I, fans just complaining like usual. It's just yeah, it, and you know I oh, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. I heavily debated bringing back Toxic Tweet of the Week this week <laughs> just because of, of do the it. You should Star totally Wars do it. Um, but uh, just to clarify, Ro says eighth brother is dead. He dead. Uh, he also says Ahsoka was stoic as the fulcrum persona, um, kind of square on. So Ro, I would agree. Death with, has literally with never that. stopped anyone in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Only I, not bottomless pits. So nope, never mind. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, I w- I would also agree that she's doing a, a wonderful job, and that this is 
exactly how Ahsoka would be when she's older, older. and wiser. wiser. Yeah. And has learned a lot over the years, like saw the rise and fall of the Empire, like lived it. You know, I, I think I think it's pretty spot on. So um, and do, you, do you feel like she's taking more of a general Kenobi aspect because towards the end of the the clone wars like Kenobi no, was I, th shit I think she's taking stoic. i think she's taking a little more of half yoda on dagobah and half obi-wan on tatooine okay mm -hmm. so it's like she is reluctant to teach but she will um and she's also seen so much that she's kind of stuck in her ways. I think she's just happy to have somebody other than Hu Yang around for the first time in God knows how many years. Probably, <laughs> dude. Could you imagine being stuck with that droid? <laughs> Holy cow. I mean... Like, just constantly, like... that, And that's why I named this episode Standard Jedi Protocol, because, like, it's just a constant in that guy's world. Like, we still doing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, I do want to bring white, up... Man. I wanted to bring up uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well, because she is, if if we're talking about actors that are destroying their roles, she is crushing it. <laughs> um, but I I really think that she is, she is Hera, like she is Hera, you know, mm -hmm. um, and Hera fifteen years later or whatever from from when Rebels ended, mm -hmm. like the voice is even spot on. Some of her when she like talks like when she was talking to jason which by the way um, but when she was talking to jason it was like that is like i can see the cartoon if i close my eyes i can see the animation style and it's it's really fun to watch that um let's see do you guys do you guys think that we'll see much more of hera i guess if if, if we're on the topic of hera in this episode, it seemed like she I, kind of I think she might out. drop out for the next couple episodes, but come back toward the mm -hmm. end. I think we're probably well, going to see. I think we're going to see considerably yeah. more focus on Ahsoka and Sabine for the next episode or two. Uh, but then, what? Mm -hmm. Filoni's coming back to direct episode five, four. That four. means five's a big one. Four. Or four is a big one. Yeah. Um, I think. I mm, see, and I think she might come back in the next episode or two. There'll be some sort of downfall, and all of a sudden, Hera's going to show up with the ghost and mm -hmm. mm. You know, I, I I I tend to agree with you, Josh. I'm I'm leaning that I hope, at least I hope that they keep the rebels aspect, so and they keep the crew there. Mm -hmm. Or that's Zeb, at least bring in Zeb. That'll that's be kinda, cool. That's kind of where I'm going. Um, oh my god. Let's see. <laughs> when I just so Rose says everyone will be reinvigorated when Sabine dies. You heard it here second because I already said it on my show. Um, did you when did you say it? Because I believe I said it last Thursday on my show. Testify. So we'd have to compare notes. <laughs> I got it. And again, um, I don't think they're gonna kill her off after already doing the bait and switch with the lightsaber stab in the second episode or in the first episode. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that that's a killing. That wasn't the bait. <laughs> that was not the true bait and switch. Uh, I believe Mara. Mar Mara. Was. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Anyway, um, uh, Maraca is gonna have a Vader esque 
scene where his mask gets knocked off and it's and like, you find what? out that it says right. he looks like Starkiller. <laughs> dude listen let me just it's gonna be up. a little white Nobody guy with shaved a hair shit about star killer <laughs> it'll be just a nod his name will be gary Ga- or gallon merrick dude be like hello star killer <laughs> and now you're dead dude and then when it actually happens and Ezra pops out, Justin is just going to not believe it. He's just going to continue <laughs> the rest of the season to be like, nope. It's completely in denial. I got, nope. Yeah. I got I sick of that it. episode. <laughs> not my Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say a third of this episode was spent in space, in a space battle. Um, a pretty awesome dogfight, I would have to say. Um, so, And I think one of the more we, realistic ones we've had in a while, too. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah. really just there was it was different. The 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 shots were different from um Shin's ship and the the what were those ships even called? Do we know? I tried to find it but I can't. I haven't find found a uh I have not found a Thanks, model Ro. name a or night. number for them we'll yet. See you. Night row. Uh I have not found a name or model for them yet, but I'll I'll keep an eye out. Okay. Did you see the the how how much of a Clone Wars feel it looked like from the cockpit shot? Yeah, like the little headband and itself. Yeah, I got so excited seeing that. It just it sort of looked like an Easter egg, but either way, it was cool to mm-hmm. me. But uh, this episode makes up for it being so short by the space battles, don't you think? Uh, I would say so. I would say that the reason it's so short is because of the space battle, because it was a very integral part of the episode the half of the space battle was hu yang being like just get a little bit closer <laughs> just a little bit closer uh, okay so it's not super helpful but i found the uh lego uh oh, so the the lego set coming out just has it labeled as shin hati's starfighter so <laughs> nice I was I was hoping okay. no I was hoping but no clues. no luck uh, but that one does come bundled with a uh, New Republic E wing. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. What's the E wing? Uh, the the fighters that the uh, New Republic pilots were flying when they were chasing after Sabine. So the the E wing the E wing starfighter debuted way back in the comics. Oh, okay. yeah. So an X wing looks like an X. Yeah. A Y wing looks like a Y. <laughs> the E wing looks, looks like, like an e, e, but just on its, you know, on its side. Oh. Yeah. So okay. it, it has right. it has the it. nose. <laughs> it has the nose and then the two wings on either side. So if you look at the whole thing tilted up, it's an E just flying at you. Oh, uh, hold up. I got you. Yeah. Watch out for that. E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the E wings the E wings were canonically uh in the comics. Capital they were, E. They were, yeah, capital E. <laughs> See, yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> Yeah. Lower uh, they case, were, like what the hell? They were designed to okay. um, they were designed to replace the X Wing uh in like standard combat use. Oh. Um yeah. They uh, the I, newer okay. the newer yeah. designs uh, actually ditched that top cannon uh, above the cockpit. But so I wonder if it's a, a riff on the E wing then, like a modified version, if Shin's ship is or something like that. Ooh, probably not. I mean, they they've got much Probably more of not, the yeah. um, 
it sounded it sounded it looks and kind of like looked like. Well, I was gonna say, or oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, what's a uh, what's uh, oh, Bosk? Bo- no, yeah. Cad Bane's shit. Oh. Um, and it also to me it sounded like and kind of looked like Sebulba's pod racer. Yeah, no, it, it had that pod racer feel. <laughs> yeah. It had uh, that, like thick engine. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? You know what it actually looks probably most like is the N one with kinda, the yeah. with the engines out yeah. front. Yeah, that would make sense. But it was a fleet of them, so it's got to be maybe they're pirate ships, and we're gonna see Hondo soon. Uh, and Cad Bane's <laughs> ship was the Justifier. Okay, I'm trying to. Re- I haven't played that Star Wars game in so long. The you Galaxy haven't played? of Heroes, dude. No, I haven't played play it in probably. Day. I haven't played it in probably six months. Um, but I was trying to remember what that ship was, but I don't. So, did you? So this space battle we'll probably talk about like this is like the cutoff. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to talk about about the beginning? I know that in segments there are going to be some talking points of those beginning things that we can elaborate on. Um, so was there anything else that you wanted to cover before we get on to this? Um, I have certain theories that align with this show, specifically this episode that tie into the old eu books yeah go on but we'll cover it in our all right, segments. All right. see okay all okay. right perfect see, <laughs> i was gonna say most things most of the rest of the talking points i think in my notes are in in segments i'm trying to be a better host and not repeat the things that we talk <laughs> about <laughs> so um let's get on to the um the, what is it called the eye of scion basically it's not a pergle catcher oh yeah yeah it is <laughs> it's big enough to catch it <laughs> sure it is they need but the a- pergle power to get that little ring moving <laughs> so according to hu yang in the show <laughs> it is a massive hyperspace ring one that could travel to a distant galaxy now this kind of this kind of goes along with what, I, what we talked about last week. It will most likely hook on to Thrawn's Star Destroyer, and they're gonna bring why the Chimera back. That would why be, wouldn't it hook on to a Purgle? Because the the Purgle can travel through hyperspace <laughs> on their own. <laughs> they don't need a hyperspace. I, I they don't, don't need, need a hyperspace <laughs> ring. Let me let me I ask just you this. want to see Josh <laughs> Why? <laughs> and but this is this is a good topic though. Why do you think the pergolar in this? Like what what's their significance other than Ezra used them to take Thrawn away? I think Justin. Let's start with oh. Justin. Um well in that scene we see the Purgle feeding, so it's a it's a hunting ground for them. So we know that they travel from that planet to somewhere else, right? Maybe it's a hyperspace lane going to the final destination, or maybe it's just like, all right, the Purgle hang out here, so we know this is a planet on one of the chart. Phil, that's a that's a good theory. Yes, that's, that's pretty Phil much exactly sword. my thought. It was okay. this is where they hang out. This is where they leave. This is their this is their departure point. Uh, and so, um, uh, Morgan, you don't, Morgan, you and her, Morgan and her people set up the base here. 
because they basically found uh the the map was leading off from this point and so it was our migration yeah area um, yeah it, it, it just you, you find it if you're lost in the woods and you find a game trail you follow the game trail well think yeah. of it like sea turtles you know they have their when they're when they're follow, what's it called with the um in the ocean where it's the current they, they travel yeah yeah it's like a current for it this is where they're going to be going so they know that this is the path to take so then you're not spread out like all of a sudden go off distant areas you're staying in their lane is what he was calling it yeah so that's their migration they know wherever they're headed that's where they're going to be needing to go that's their lane that's their their you know their pathway that's how i took it yeah and i think that's kind of what I was thinking too, like like how, I mean, whales migrate mm-hmm. here. They migrate like a long way yeah. to find food and to mate and stuff like that. So, I kind of think that the space whales are probably doing the same thing, but on a galaxy level, a grander a scale, yeah, level, a galaxian. I think this will keep level. them in their keep them in the you know, like I said, so they just don't go off to the a random different galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Far, far right. away on the opposite side, so they're using them. I to wonder guide how them. many, I wonder how many pergo migration points these people have like gone to <laughs> to see which one is the right. Well, I one. mean, I went to one on a pergo watching cruise, but you know, they none of them actually ended up surfacing, so it was kind of disappointing. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, the weather was Damn, nice though. We got to just hang out on the deck of the ship. Just... Did you get to hear uh, them at all? <laughs> Did you get to hear the pergo. <laughs> they're, you know, whatever noise that is, they make. You know, uh, (laughs) taking a look at the map, I I thought the map at the end of the show was sort of a dictation of their uh, pergole routes or pergole uh, lanes. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that. I guess I never thought about (laughs) that. Yeah, no, I mean, it it (laughs) makes sense. Everything, all of those lines converge at one point. (laughs) They need, like, the airport, right? They need the little little lights. (laughs) The other thought I had on all those lights converging uh, in the credits that maybe they're representative of the different uh, people from the ghost, you know, the different rebels crew plus Ahsoka. Oh, you know, and okay. it's showing Where them all are. like coming together. Okay, like Origin Planet, not quite, because they have they have planetary names next. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. But I I just was thinking all of the seeing all of them coming back together, but excellent point that all of the different um planets all everything in that map is labeled very clearly um mm-hmm. yeah and you, you know there, there is a translation for it yeah now on the interwebs some nerd out there uh translated all the arabesh it's, yeah, arabesh. it's like an it's ancient not Sith. justin i thought it was an ancient sith language because i didn't look at it i looked at week. it and i did not know i looked at it and i didn't recognize anything you call yourself i can recognize vowels shame um i think one of my favorite callbacks so far has been the callback to plo koon um while ahsoka is on the ship deflecting blasts from those the enemies like i i brought it up with someone earlier oh i my friendship from the marvel canon madness podcast um i was like he plo koon is like one of his favorite characters and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, you got to see so good. They did a, a callback and, like, explain the whole scene. And he's like, I don't. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like the second so really, episode like, of Clone Wars. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really I, like I don't really recall this uh, exactly because everyone skips the first season. Grievous so. came. Grievous yeah, came up with a ship that basically had this giant electromagnetic pulse generator, and he was and you know like, yeah, shut, yeah, yeah. Down. shutting down enemy ships, uh, and then they'd send droids out to crack them open and kill anybody who survived. Plo Koon and a little squad of clones survived, and it, it partial part of it involved Plo Koon going out and fighting in zero G. Yeah, it was it was sweet, and to see it in live action was even. Yeah, it was a, a really nice nod to the first series, the first season of Clone Wars. It's been so long since I saw Clone Wars, and so when I was watching this whole series, I'm all, when did Star Trek come? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? But yeah, it's it's funny because I actually realized I don't think I fully saw season four of Rebels because oh. I remember finishing three and I started four, but I don't think I got to finish it. And so when last episode, I was all, I am missing a lot. And so I watched the last two episodes of the season to kind of <laughs> figure out what was going on. So I am. Oh, man, you got to watch like the last four i think four or five from that one to to really, to really get understand it yeah the magnitude that is. i i just yeah it's but it's been so long because they've had those gaps between the yep. seasons like they threw in a last season you know, was it season seven of clone wars and all yeah so i'm bad batch and then yes and wars. so i've just been trying to piece them together to figure out what was going on and so i mean that whole sequence in itself was cool i just didn't know how it worked mm. from before sure. right i mean and typically sure. that's what star wars does it's, it's always a nod to something they're bringing right. it back from whatever it has to be whether it be the original or even the expanded universe you know they've done nods of that in the movies but there's so much now I've, it's hard to keep track <laughs> yeah and i feel like this whole show has just been nod after nod right after nod to, right and i was like oh i'm properties. missing a lot <laughs> i'm missing yeah. so much oh okay on the topic of missing a lot i i brought this up in in a group this week um and i found it really interesting a lot of the answers that i got from it but i'm trying to find out the timeline of this show a little bit mm -hmm. more and if we're going to have a time jump because to me i feel like this series started right after uh season two episode five of the mandalorian which was titled the jedi it's the one where ahsoka defeats uh, morgan elsbeth and asks her the grand old question where is grand admiral thrawn mm -hmm. right um and i feel like this season started kind of right after that because they're taking her to a new republic yeah, because prison. she gets like, because she gets on intercepted way. on her way to prison right right and so or, 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 the, or it was on to, it was to trial mm -hmm. on her way to trial and so in between this uh this series basically in between mandalorian and season two and book of boba fett this series happened but, but, I think we might have a time jump, because to I, it's either going to be a time jump or we're going to end this season right before Book of Boba Fett. Um, I feel like the the mm. best way or the the way they're going to do it and to bring Anakin in is by making him a Force ghost that tells Ahsoka, "Hey, I have a son named Luke that you could train with, that you could like learn from, or whatever." Not. Not that Luke's 
got more power than she does because she's been around the force for so long. But I feel like it'd be a good way to explain how they meet up, what happened in between and how they meet up. Yeah, because you never know. Ahsoka might not know about Luke Skywalker. It's Mm -hmm. a pretty big galaxy. If she's been, you know, a hermit and on the run, she did say that she's called that ship her home for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I would find it. I find it really cool if, you know, like at the end of this episode, they have just detrimental losses, right? Like what if Sabine does die and, mm-hmm. and you know, Ezra is Maroc and he still goes off with Thrawn. And there's, just hear me out because it's like if it's just a detrimental thing, like, you know. Uh, she lost really everything. A, yeah, then that would be the time for Anakin to show up and be like, you should go hang out with Luke and, and see what he's doing with this new Jedi order. And then maybe you'll find some answers or get some help. And then there'd be like a time jump to the next episode, you know? Well, what do you guys uh, think about the timeline, Justin? Like, do you, well, do you think it's, it's around that? Or do you think we're going to just, this is going to be one solid um, piece in, in time and we're not going to get any sort of skips or anything. So I'm just trying to correlate this to the Mandalorian and, and correct me if I'm wrong. The first time we meet Ahsoka, she says there's a there's someone out there who will reply to your force call, right? There and might the be next, someone out there. Yeah, so it's it sounds like she doesn't know who. And right, exactly. Now is the timeline jump after that uh, period when she meets Luke and uh, and uh, has the interaction with Grogu and and Mando. Well, I feel like if this is happening right after Episode Five, I'm just as confused. I'm sorry. Episode Five would have been when Ahsoka said there are a few Jedi out there. Someone might pick up on your whatever. And so at yeah. that moment in time, she has she might not know about Luke. It sounds like she doesn't know okay. about Luke. And so moving forward from That's there, if you season two, right? Yes. So if if okay. this just starts right after that episode, then technically right now we'd still be in Mandalorian season two, mm-hmm. as this is going on before the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then book. So of we Boba have Fett, at least two years then. Exactly, and so. Got it. Got it. So there might, like I said, there might be a time jump in in that period, like the last but episode, also, kind of thing. Yes. Would all of a sudden yep. shoot them out. Uh, a montage, maybe? montage of being like boom, 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 getting good, or gone. We're gonna oh. have a montage. <laughs> this oh. is Star Wars. Montage. It's depressing. Or we could have, or we could have so much of that covered in a second season. It's yeah. true. If if they decide to do a second season, which It'll I would be assume three they seasons, will. and then there will be the movie. Is that confirmed? No. No, it's just my theory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very confident. Um, no, I, I just, I, I, yeah. I like the idea of them being able to take more time to fill in some of that time frame, uh, and give sure. us a more mm-hmm. official, connected timeline to other things. Uh, so then, to continue not, that though, you, know, you don't. Isn't Mando gonna be in the movie? They're gonna bring in Mando and Bo Katan, oh, right? Yeah. Like there's oh, yeah. gonna be some giant Avengers like battle where they bring all these characters in. So <laughs> the end of Mandalorian season three is what four years after season two now? Well we so now we're looking at even longer. Well is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's over two and a half mm-hmm. there. 
we have over two and a half. Um, we have Moff Gideon speaking pretty confidently about Thrawn's return. Um, he just well, he just says oh, you keep oh. speaking of Thrawn's return, but we haven't seen him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he's not around. Yeah. We have uh, Peleon there, who you know is pretty confident that his old boss is coming back. <laughs> um, we'll see. But at that point, had Thrawn not returned yet? Not to not to that... the awareness of the general public. Man, so. It... So, so again, he might not even seasons. show up in this season. Right. He might not, he might not so show up. Like the one thing we would see of Thrawn would be the one thing we saw in the trailers and the his back. That's it. Yeah. The, the that would be the end you know, of like the season. Yeah. Right. Like they picked him up, and that's uh -huh. the end. Oh, my Uber's here. So with, with yeah, that exactly. mysterious two years, with that mysterious two years, two seasons of Ahsoka, meet up with Mando. Go another season of each, and then boom, movie, Heir to the Empire. I think that's pushing it too far, uh, honestly. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. I think that's holding <laughs> off. I think that I think that's waiting on people to watch too many things before you actually get to some sort of story resolution. Um, yeah, but but keep that's, in mind it's the, it's an Avengers kind of deal. Yes, that's yeah, but they're still trying that's to Disney's motif, man. That, but they're still mm -hmm. trying to speed up the process. Yeah. So why would and, they want to speed it up when they and, can milk the franchise for even more blood uh, and money? Because people are going to get worn out. That's you've <laughs> you've seen the superhero fatigue. Yeah, dude. And they just released that Touché. new. They Touché. just released that new set of eras that introduced the old Republic and the new Jedi Order. They have plenty of things to milk. Yeah. From Star Wars, so I, I think they want to kind of wrap this up and go on to their own thing you know like they want to give all the fans what they want in ahsoka with thrawn and all that stuff and then go back to the old republic and give all those fans your darth revan and your scion and all your crap like and then you finally get to this new jedi order where it's their own story you know i think right now what they're what they're really focusing on is kind of giving back to the fans um because the sequels were received well mixed received. reviews yeah, so <laughs> I think what they're doing is trying to make up ground for that, and they're they're doing it slowly, but not nearly as slow as like Iron Man Two Avengers Endgame. You know what I mean? So okay, I, I was thinking it was going to be more like that, and and you know this this is going to have a lot more to do with Mandalore. Like I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even doubt it if the final battle of this entire little saga is on Mandalore. And that's when we get the mythosaur and, you know, Ooh. one of these Mandalorians riding a mythosaur. Like, it's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, but, again, I just wanted to kind of discuss, like, the timeline and, and where they are. So, I think at this point, everyone's pretty confused. Slightly <laughs> <laughs> so. Slightly. Uh, yeah, so. I'm just going two to three years before Mandalorian season three. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and then we'll see what kind of if they do a time jump in this season or if they decide to wait till the end and do a time jump. Whatever. We'll find out. Um, let's see. So I had this thing. Sabine navigates through a flock of pergles, which is really cool. This whole scene <laughs> was just 
oh my god right yeah I, I couldn't get enough of it and there was even like a moment when she kind of dives in between two pergles and like i'm watching it and i'm just like <gasps> like i gasp i really gasp <laughs> knowing full well that they're gonna make it out of there because they're the main characters but still like it just looked so good um jesse were you satisfied with the the pergles coming to live action the way that they did well it's like i said earlier i had to watch the <laughs> finale of season four of rebels and so i saw the pergles and when it came i was like hey <laughs> that's them that's um the thing. That that's is. the thing that's the <laughs> whales so but they looked really good like they looked very very good someone had made a comment and I think, you know, Josh had brought this up earlier. The effects of Star Wars just seems so realistic. Like it looks so good. Not, yeah. You know, not putting down, you know, Star Trek or anything like that or other movies or shows. But this just looked like very crisp and clean and realistic. Um, yeah. You so, can tell they really used the budget. They they used they the really budget. Yes. That budget. And so um and and they didn't waste a dime on the 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 pergles. So yeah. No way. It was good. Um yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> pergles are one of my favorite things. When they showed up in season three of Mando and Grogu sees the Purgles. I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, the little teaser, the little yeah, and um, and which I didn't. Sorry, I, I didn't realize last week in I think it was episode two when uh, Balin looks up to the sky, you see a Purgle going through the clouds and you hear the Purgle call. I didn't even notice that <laughs> last week. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, what? Yeah. Which one? A, with the first. There's a moment in time. It's in the second episode when they're on that, like the when they're on Cetos, like, space Stonehenge. Yeah, when they're oh. when they're on Cetos. Oh. Wow, like, I missed Call that. Morgan, and he looks up to the sky, and you hear the Purgle call, and then you see one see, going through the okay. clouds. Now that oh. you're bringing that up, I'm. So it's for one, cool Ezra is it. definitely in their group. Okay. <laughs> And two, um, the, they're using the Purgles to navigate them to where they need to go, right? I mean, they yeah. have yeah. a map. I, I feel like that's kind of, they have a map now. They have a map now. But how many times have they traveled with a Purgle before or like utilized that skill that Merezra has? Well, I think that's just it. I think they're the needing jump, the purgles, you know? like how they respond, how they act, what they do. Because, you know, wherever Thrawn may be, even with the kind map. Kind of a, a hazard navigation. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, we can get there, like, but we get we're there, not going to be able to see, you know. They're we're not going to actually be able to, to see get... out the windows as we're driving. So, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be more to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's more. Clues. Uh, but that just makes me realize that, like, Ezra's there. <laughs> Whether he's the Maroc guy or not, Ezra, because he was so much with the whales, you know, the burgles. Yeah, the whales and the, the wolves. Yeah. Um, and all the wolf, like motifs uh 
the motifs. Yeah, thank you. Are very very predominant. I'm I'm glad Justin's gone so we can talk about. Oh damn it! Hey. He's back. <laughs> Are we talking about wolves here? No. 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 We're not no. talking about Merezra no. or anything. No. No. We're. He's better uh, than Ezra. We're gonna move on. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> I told All you right. the jokes will it. continue until morale improves. I will take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to continue that. You can take the blank out of blank, but you can't take the blank out of blank. <laughs> Just going to keep doing that all season. Right. If you keep, whatever. Anyway, um, I think right now we are at the uh, point in time where we can move on to segments because anything else that I think we would talk about at length was going to be in segments. So... Um, Agreed. We all chose three segments, um, but Jesse only has the two, which is which is great because that's normally what we do with with these seasons. Is we have three segments, yes, but we only pick two to do um, during the shows because, as you saw last week, it gets pretty long <laughs> when you do all three of them plus a rating segment. Um, so we're gonna do the one chimer and Sarlacc killer scene this episode um and yeah let's let's start with this one yes it's the starlight killer scene the part of the show where we talk about our favorite still shot of each episode so this week we're going to start off with jesse and her shot came in at the 23 minute and 30 second mark go ahead and tell us about this shot well self-explanatory actually if <laughs> but i mean here's the thing she comes out she's on the ship and she you know it's all as it is in space it's all dark and gloomy and everything but then when she lights her lightsabers it's just like the perfect shot of just her holding her lightsabers right there waiting for you know the bad guys to be swooping in um i don't know it was yeah. just an awesome shot especially with the planet behind them and just how it's tilted uh the moment it happened i was like and that's my scene <laughs> and that's it nice. <laughs> um this is though where i got my star trek feels because i was like spacewalking like they do in star trek um and they kind of have the same looking suits right that they did, in they did. and i cracked up that you know like in star trek they wear like the act like helmets and things like that but hers is fitting yeah. her it's got the little tail <laughs> <laughs> cracked me up but no the suit reminded this was very star trek which is i was like jesse's not gonna like this scene <laughs> he saw this um but maybe he would i don't know but i don't know i think he, it's just he's weird about this <laughs> we still love but him. this love him. on the subject of realism i mean look at that yeah look at that ship yeah man it it really does look like she's actually walking on a ship, which she very well might be. This could be a practical effect that, that they be. built mm-hmm. and used, yeah. um, which I, I wouldn't put it past them again. I think that's no, why they uh, so, don't spare any expense. Right. I think that's why the the realism is so spot on because they still do practical effects. And that's just what makes Star Wars Star Wars. It's not yeah. all, you know, CGI and things like that. So yeah, I and I do know that um, they did use a model of Ahsoka's ship while filming. A lot of times, they, a lot of those, they it was kind of like the Millennium Falcon model they used. Mm. Um, they had it on display at the con, nice. and it was really cool. Oh, that's it was cool. huge! It was a big, big ship. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, excellent, 
excellent scene. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry that I kind of ruined it with the whole Plo Koon thing earlier. <laughs> That's all I was like, do you want, are we going to do the segment or are we just, <laughs> do I skip ahead? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that's my bad. Uh, and again, and, and also sorry, Justin, for ruining your scene, which comes in at the 25 minute and 33 second mark. Tell us about this guy. Oh, uh, it's the entrance of the Pergo. Mm. Like to see the, we touched on earlier, but to see the, the live act, or I guess CGI effect of the, the space whales, it was cool. Those are real space whales, Justin. <laughs> Those are real <laughs> space whales. Actually CG, that's a practical effect. Yeah. That's a practical effect. <laughs> Which I wouldn't put it past them. I could see them making like actual, little sticks and then putting them through clouds. Like I could see them doing that. Yeah, yeah. James Cameron got on board and he really wanted it to be awkward. Yeah, but he's such a stickler for realism that you know he actually insisted on going to Cetos to film it. It's yeah, ridiculously expensive. That was like half the budget for the episode. Right. <laughs> But it's funny, like initially in Rebels, I thought the space whales was a dumb idea and a dumb concept or concept. Oh. But and to now. see, I embraced it, I embraced it. <laughs> and then to see the whales come, I'm like, yes, Pergo power. <laughs> he embraced the Pergos just like he's going that, to embrace Merrick being Ezra. <laughs> Hashtag Pergo Oh, God. Power. No. Yes. Pergo power. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Um, excellent pick too. That was my original pick, but then Justin swooped <laughs> in and was like, "My pick's the same as Josh's," so I changed it. <laughs> um, I had three picks because <laughs> every time I do my picks before you guys, you end up picking one of my. And let picks, me guess, so one have... of your three was mine too. <laughs> nope. No, oh, actually, rude. the only one was Justin's nope. this week. Rude. Okay. Yeah. Last week I didn't pick one because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> But this week, Phil remembered again, um, and he's got an excellent shot coming in at 11 minutes and 10 seconds. Tell us about this shot. Uh, so this is our first look at Jason Sindula. Uh He is yeah. our uh, kind of the the baby from the end of season four of Rebels. Um, he is. Uh, uh, Obviously, he wants to be a Jedi, half half human. Um, and he's just he's hanging out with Chopper. He gets to be best friends growing up. Mm -hmm. So imagine how that's going to shape his personality. First off, it already has. He's (laughs) yeah. I wonder how many war crimes he's committed already. (laughs) How many people has he killed? Yeah, Chopper's like it's fine. Where's his tendrils? Uh, he doesn't have them. He has. No, he has green hair. He has green his hair. Green and he has hair. his his ears are kind of pointy. Is it green? Oh, yeah. Interesting. How yeah, no, it's uh, fun with Star Wars genetics. We don't want to go too much. <laughs> yeah, into that. it's. I was gonna say, tell I me about it. No, I don't ask too many <laughs> questions. They blew the budget with the Purgles. They couldn't do any makeup on the poor kid. Uh, no, I just thought. <laughs> I thought his whole line there about first off calling Sabine Aunt Sabine mm. is super yes. cute and oh, is cute. such a standard thing for that kind of friend group. Um, right. But uh, I'm in that kind of friend group. Huh? I get it. <laughs> I'm in that kind of friend group. So there you are. <laughs> okay. Wow. No, no. Now, can I bring up a, um, a working theory? 
go ahead. Yes. Um, I just, but first, I, I like <laughs> that he mentions that he also wants to be a Jedi. And mm. just the, of course you do, kid. I was like, oh, he wants to be like his dad. Like, he never mm -hmm. got to meet Kanan, but he wants to be like him so bad. Mm. I wonder if they talk about Kanan a lot. And I, I, I just, I love the way Hera, Hera just tussles his hair. It was like, yeah. Just, Hera's she told so many she just is about so him. nostalgic about Kanan in that scene. It's it's beautiful. Do you think he just watches so, reruns of Rebels to get to know his dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Chopper tells him stories about his dad. Oh my god, and I bet they're the most badass like stories. Like all of see, them. I can just see Chopper as like the the head soprano's character that's got like a cigar that just got coming out of his old droid mouth. <laughs> Come here, let me let me tell you a story about your papa. Like just going off about how they went off and murdered. So <laughs> okay, many people off topic, but I have to ask quick, just real quick. R two D two versus Chopper, who would win? Chopper. Chopper. R two D two would know better than to get into that fight because they yes. already. First off, they already <laughs> encountered each other. They already encountered each other in season Bill one wins. of Rebels. <laughs> They already technically That's encountered true. each other in season mm -hmm. one of Rebels, and R two two is old is too old for that. R two is too old for that <laughs> shit. He doesn't have time to deal with some young punk. He's just like, uh, you're on your own, kid. <laughs> I had to do it C three PO this whole time. I'm not <laughs> even going. <laughs> no, okay. I had Where to ask. Go notes? ahead. I need to. I need to go. I need to go write that down. Uh, lethal weapon. Oh, God. Uh, Droids. Chopper R2. <laughs> mean. Getting too old for this lethal shit. Lethal <laughs> weapon. Chopper R2. Uh, meme. Thank you. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Make that tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, that was that was mine. I was just like, no, nah, this is this is another really great continuity nod yeah. to uh, to the end of Rebels. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice little uh, to uh, to Kanan. It's a nice little salute to him. It's just mm -hmm. yeah, it was good. Uh, and and I, as I've seen theorized, potentially sets up a link to Skeleton Crew. Uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, with the possible inclusion of Jason as a crossover character between Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. Because Ezra kills Hera, and then Jason goes off with the skeleton. We kid. have no idea. I'm not going <laughs> to hypothesize. It's not in too the middle many. of segment. <laughs> I I need to I need to stop trolling on the podcast. I troll too much online, and now it's just bleeding over into real life. I'm sorry. Get the real you in. <laughs> um, but excellent picks. Those are some of some of my favorite shots for sure um the one that i picked this week came in at the 21 minute and 27 second mark it is a shot of ahsoka flying towards the eye of scion and i just love this you see the planet beneath them um you see how big this eye of scion is um i, I love when they pan up to uh, morgan's ship at one point that's just this tiny little blip attached to the top mm -hmm. of it and they just really again with the with the special effects in this episode, they spared no expense. I I and loved the artillery fire effect of the turbo yes. lasers. Yeah. That was great. Oh yeah. Just the yep. and this I got a couple different shots, but this one was the best one I think with the green blowing up mm -hmm. before the flame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. 
because it was a really cool effect where it like the green kind of like scatters like a scatter gun. Well, again, because it's it it's like an shield. artillery effect hitting the deflector shield. Yeah. Now that that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I know nothing about that. I just I was boom, just I was really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was really impressed by how much uh, the sh deflector shields can take. Yeah, hit yeah, a it lot. did <laughs> a lot, a lot. And by those turbo lasers, that's no joke either. Yep. And it already gotten hit a lot by those other chips too, mm -hmm. which to me sounded like Destiny guns. I just got to throw that out there. The Shin's ship and all them, it just sounded like, like a gun from Destiny. Ugh. Anyway, <clears throat> excellent picks, everybody. Um, like I said, our other segment is going to be the one chimers this week. So. Of course, I have to play the bumper for the one-chimer segment of the episode where we talk about our favorite line of dialogue out of each episode. We're going to continue the trend and play our wonderful guest, Jesse's one-chimer first. Anger and frustration are quick to give power. But they also unbalance you. Who got, you know... Anakin Skywalker vibes right here in this scene. I feel like with Ahsoka, she's kind of getting hit with like flashbacks, right? PTSD, oh, yeah. all of it. Oh, she's, yeah. she's, she's noticing Sabine just not focusing correctly. And she's all like, don't do that because I see what <laughs> happens when someone does that. Don't do it. Um, but of course she says it in her very, you know, Jedi way, but you know, it, again, the whole feeling the force thing is still kind of weird to me. I, I always just grew up thinking that some were able to set, you know, fill the force and some were not. Um, mm -hmm. And so this is kind of throwing me off a little bit. And so I'm waiting until it ends and see what they do. But uh, I, I think for her, she doesn't want to have an Obi-Wan mistake. She doesn't want to be Obi-Wan. It's basically what it comes down to and have your, you know. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. Uh, General Kenobi. I won't forget this time. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Hello. So, yeah, that's why um, I liked it. It, it. it Just her little bit that she said, there was a lot more context to it i i would agree just the way that she delivered it yeah. and kind of looked at her yeah. like i've seen this story before and it's uh, and it doesn't end well very fun. <laughs> and, yeah. and hu yang's very clear approval in that moment too <laughs> yeah that's true no shit hu yang is like i don't know Let's speak. Let's go. Let's go on to. Who uh, Yang is like the chopper channel. version of C three PO. <laughs> kinda, yeah. You, you kind of get the feeling that if he didn't follow so many standard Jedi protocols, he would commit a lot more war crimes. <laughs> he would, you know. Yeah. That's AP five, man. That's AP five. Oh, that's true. Oh, I hope we see AP five. Oh, although, although I will say the only person that would be worthy enough to voice AP five in live action would have been. Uh, Alan Rickman. Well, <laughs> right? Am I right? Come I on. Okay. I I could, yeah. It'd be, or it'd that I just have... be the sad droid from Hitchhiker's Exactly. Martin. Martin. Marvin. 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 That's what it, yeah. yeah. That's all. That's what I was thinking. I was like, but then I just hear a sad. 
Yeah, that's all I heard in in Rebels when AP Five showed up. I was like, it's like it's that thing from Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, excellent pick of the one chimer. I do love that. There was a couple picks from from that area. Funny enough, though, they were all different parts. So, let's go on to Phil's one chimer. I can't see. How am I supposed to fight? And I I think the uh, nod to A New Hope there uh was just brilliant you know the the jedi training comes full circle we see uh sabine basically repeating the same lines uh that luke had in a new hope uh throughout this episode actually um including her reaction to having to fight with the blast visor down um I just thought that was a, a really nice... I mean, it, it's a pretty standard reaction, I would imagine. Um, but I just like the idea of it being the one thing that all Jedi apprentices say when they start this uh, particular exercise. Yeah. I love that, they, that they're doing these callbacks in such a way that's kind of a, a backhand slap to the sequel trilogy. Like, whoosh, this is how you do callbacks, dude. Come on. Because Are you saying they... you didn't like the Force Awakened Dark Helmet? You mean A New Hope 2? The remake? Is that what you're talking about? Um, no, I just... I, I think that these ones are a little more subtle. Like, these, these um, uh, references, although to us they're very blatant and they're very like, oh my god, that's A New Hope. Like, they're a little bit more subtle. Whereas, like, Force Awakens, the whole story is just... It was a complete uh, remake. Yeah, the it redid was just, the you same know, scene. Yeah, put put the map uh, or the the plans into the droid <laughs> to then go find some random person in the desert who then <laughs> finds a random hero. Tell me how you really feel. War. <laughs> go ahead and listen to the Trek Wars podcast episode. <laughs> Uh, and you'll absolutely. I'm still upset that. about myself missing those two seasons. <laughs> I think I might just There's do my own thing. I know. I feel like we'll I'm do, just going to we'll do, do my one. own. Just so At hey. least just give me season three of Picard. I got so much to say compared <laughs> to those two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I really like these these callbacks, and especially this one. This one was a lot of fun with the the mask and the her just kind of. And, you know, hitting Sabine with the wooden stick. I, like, I also really love Sabine getting good and she still kind of sucked at the end. Like, it didn't right. really do anything for her. I also really loved the whole, like, closet full of training material there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like a fencing closet. Well, because in that helmet, in that, in that closet, there were at least, like, three of the little training remotes uh, that yep. Obi-Wan <laughs> uses with Luke. There are at least like three of those, a couple of the helmets, a bunch of the uh, the bokken. Um, yeah. uh, it was just fun to see for practical training material, where Obi Wan's yep. just like, "Nah, oh, here's a lightsaber. Let's go, kid." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now you know. Don't look down the barrel. It's yeah. You know, it's funny when because um, Ahsoka was so just calm and everything, and she's just boom, boom, boom not even flinching right it reminds i'm giving this another star trek reference but josh do you remember in season three when Worf and rafi were fighting 
and he was doing the oh. same thing because Rafi's going at him and he's like, do, 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 do. has his arm behind his back and he's like, da, da, <laughs> yeah. Da, da, da. yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, oh my gosh, Ahsoka's wharf. <laughs> You're not wrong either because she was, she was just toying with her that whole time. She was, yeah. like, <laughs> so, um, and I, that just that whole training montage was, was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Even the, I know Phil's bounty, Boba's bounty this week was going to be, um, I'll just bring it up really quick. It was the, uh, this guy right here. And I loved that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Hu Yang holding up his like light lightsabers, <laughs> his lightsaber lights <laughs> that, um, record where the strike lands and how your, yeah. where your strikes yeah. and stuff like that. Super, super cool, um, addition to like, Jedi training. We've never seen anything yeah. like that before. Um, and of course, it's ancient. You know, Hu Yang is like a thousand years old. So that's probably from 75% same parts. But, oh, I love that. And still 75% original parts. That's pretty high for being around that long. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, but let's move on to Justin's one chimer here. I don't feel it. Not like you do. Force resides in all living things, even you. I can feel it coming in the air. How about the midichlorians or mitochondria, huh? Oh, okay. Everyone's got them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really do like this quote a lot. It it signifies that hey, like every living being has some aspect of the force, even you who really can't use it or who sucks with it or is inept. <laughs> But um, I thought it was beautiful. It sounded sort of um, existential, I would say, to the fact that uh, if you believe in this, that everyone has like a part of the cosmic being in them, and that cosmic being is the force. But it was, it was nice. I liked it. It just kind of gives your eight-year-old self hope that you can mm -hmm. also become a Jedi someday. I, I made a really fun TikTok video and it's it's that scene and it's pov you're eight years old and you just watched star wars for the first time you know and you're <laughs> trying to pull the glass towards you and it just never works so and i you know i still to this day 35 years old i'm still like walking out those automatic doors and using the trick you know to open the doors oh, like always. sometimes it'll be a little more subtle i don't want the kids to see it because they'll think i'm weird but like a little flick of the wrist down by my waist, you know? Nobody notices, but I'm still opening that door with the force, so. I used to go like, um, I go like this. Yeah. That's how I yeah, did. I would walk up, too. I go like this. Yep. And no one, no one flinches, though, when I do it. People know I'm doing it. <laughs> I, I remember Ewan McGregor getting asked the question, do you use the force to open doors or whatever? And oh, yeah. he said he did, and I love that because I hope to God that one day I see him in the airport just, like, moving doors. I mean, you know, they had <laughs> trouble with him on uh, on set during the prequels because he kept making the lightsaber noises with his mouth when he'd be fighting, <laughs> right? Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I think, Carrie, didn't Carrie Fisher do the same thing or Harrison Ford or something? They did the same thing back in the day when they were pew, filming. Pew, yeah. pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> excellent pick though guys my one chimer uh comes in right here were you ever in the war senator no just 
sat back and waited to see who came out on top. Speaking of backhanding somebody, <laughs> oh my goodness. Right? Like, sit down. Sit down oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved that scene so much. First of all, the, that senator, what's his name? I, I, I forget. Z- his name. I Ziona? Ziona? Ziona, yes. Um, he's in Resistance. If you guys ever watched that uh, cartoon Resistance, he's a pain in the ass in Resistance, too. Um, oh. He's just basically, Justin, what did you say? This was your Boba's bounty was him. What did you call him? I, was it Fela? Uh, he, Fela. He, from the, the films. I, I really think he, he parrots yeah, him. Yeah, no, he's, he's going to be the... The red herring of the rebels that you think is the Thrawn intercell, and then you're like, "Oh no, he's just a greedy motherfucker." <laughs> Pretty much. No, he's he's. She called him a, out on it too. He's such a fun uh, parallel character to Borsk Felia in the uh, Hand of Thrawn. Uh, mm-hmm. In the um, not Hand of Thrawn, but the Heir to the Empire. Did you just books. call it the Hand? Yes, of Thrawn I did. Series? But guess what? I immediately <laughs> oh. corrected myself. <laughs> Yes. I like the hand Tried. of Thrawn, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the in the heir to the empire, uh, in the Thrawn trilogy, uh, he's a nice. Oh, just I would love to see though. I, you know, I'm still holding out that at some point we get to see a Bothan in live action. Oh yeah, we absolutely we will. do. We, we have do. To, we right? saw one. No, when? we we totally do. Uh, in the it's 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 this season of Ahsoka. We see one in the background. I promise. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll believe you. I um, but I did. I, I like the idea that here. we don't see them as just being like, oh, no, they're such good spies. You've never actually even <laughs> seen one. <laughs> <laughs> they're just invisible. <laughs> um, you weren't here for the Ahsoka preview episode, Justin, but I found out finally mm. that uh, what I've been calling the Hand of Thrawn series is not actually the Hand of Thrawn series, and I'm just an idiot. Um so the original trilogy yes. was just the heir to the empire trilogy basically and the hand of thrawn duology was the two books that were like the prequel uh, they were uh, the fo- written by zon as a follow up to the original zon trilogy yeah so hmm. that's why i was giving phil crap <laughs> about saying hand of thrawn because because first of all, Phil let me use that on Twitter <laughs> and in public and live for months without saying anything. So I'm just I'm 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 happy that that happened. Anyway, um, back to my one chimer. This is showing the ineptitude of the New Republic right now, and how like they really are so passive. They don't want to go to a war. They don't want to give Hera resources because. They just want everything to be hunky-dory, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't want to imagine that Thrawn could actually be back. Um, I think you're right, Justin, that that senator in particular is just going to be a thorn in their side and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of theories coming out that he works for Thrawn and blah, blah, blah. Oh, of course. He doesn't. Um, he d- but he's I, not going to. I doubt he does, A, because he's in resistance and he's still a senator in resistance, <laughs> and B, because if they are taking um, notes from the Heir to the Empire trilogy, then he they would are. just be that guy. I know. You know that I know. We review those books because you know that I know that you know <laughs> that I know. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, um, excellent picks, though, guys. Um, I will be posting the other segments on our socials um, just because we we will pick those still every week. Us three will pick those every week. The guests will only do the two. So that kind of 
gives you guys incentive to go follow us on TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, at Podcast to see those other segments. Um, the last thing that we have to do for this episode, of course... It's the Tuscan Raider, the part of the show where we rate each episode. So this week we're going to rate it out of 10 purgles. Yes. Duh. Yes. I was hoping for that. So uh, I would have just said purgles, you, you know, whether you picked another name or not. I <laughs> oh. <would've. laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we got to, right? It's, right. It's the only thing. Yeah. So what would you rate this episode out of 10 purgles? Okay. So it's a decent episode. Um, with it being short, I, I understand why it was shorter because like, like you guys said earlier, because of the whole space battle sequence and things like that, it didn't want to, you know, put too much in it to take that away. Um, however, I feel like it just is just like this little piece to a very big, like more, there's more questions and things like that. I'm going to give it a seven, a solid seven purgles and that's just because it, it it is shorter there's still more to the story we need to you know hone in to to figure out all this stuff but i mean overall it's a decent episode for 32 minutes or whatever it was. i just don't think it was up there compared like i enjoyed last week uh, i know some people were like oh it sucked i thought they were fine i don't see you know there was a lot of action there was a lot of story those things that were thrown at you this was just a very tiny purgle and a very big Purgle migration pond. So um <laughs> seven. Seven is my my number. All right. Phil, what would you rate this episode out of ten purgles? I would still put this one as an eight. I think the uh shorter length of the episode actually played in its favor. We got a okay. decent bit of characterization out of everyone we saw. We got a pretty solid uh training sequence. We got a good space battle. Uh, and we got things pointing us in the direction of um, what's going on on CETOS. We got to see the Pergils. Um, I I think there's still room for them to bump some bump some things up there. Uh, but good callbacks, good new material, pretty solid balance. Eight out of ten Pergils. Justin, what would you rate it? Well, after hearing Bill's review, I'm going. I, I, I was with Jesse with seven purgles, but now I'm seven purgles and some tentacles. Oh, so seven Jesus. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a, it, it was a solid episode. Not the greatest because I was a little disappointed on the runtime. But Phil turned me around on that and he's like, "Yeah, but the 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 ship battles was enough. It had a lot of uh, build up." into the later ep or later in the season and a lot of that was pertinent so it was good to see all that crunched down into a small time frame which surprisingly i was like yeah you make a good point so phil gave me that extra half point 7.5 all right um and for me this week i actually rated it a little bit lower than i normally rate star wars episodes and i rated it a six um, one of the main reasons was because it is so short and I am kind of sick of getting these shortened seasons with shorter episodes. Um, if you're going to do this, just make a damn movie. That's kind of where I'm at at this point. Like if you're going to make these eight episode series that equates to two and two hours and 45 minutes long, just make a movie. 
mm-hmm. and just release it in theaters and just do it that way. Like, there's no reason to to do this. Like, please, please, for the love of God, <laughs> I wait all week for you know for for some for 32 great minutes shit and we do get great shit but it's like yeah, it's 32 <laughs> minutes and it's like man i would much rather wait for a movie and go sit down for two hours and 45 minutes and watch a movie it's the same with obi-wan um i by the end of that i was like damn it man this would have been so much better if it was just a long movie that so, i do agree um that's you know probably the main reason i dropped it down so much i was highly disappointed when when the runtime started coming out, I was like, man, the first two episodes were so much longer. I was hoping they were going to buck this trend of, you know, one episode's 50 minutes and the next one's 30. Mm-hmm. Like, at least HBO sticks to an hour long for every single episode. Come on. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm giving it a six. Um, obviously, I, I still love seeing everything. I love seeing the Purgles. I, I love the, the whole Eye of Scion mystery and what that actually is. Um, I'm excited to see Thrawn. I still don't think we're going to see him till the very end. Um, but just that suspense and build up to seeing one of my favorite characters ever, like ever, ever, um, coming to the big screen. It's 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 enough to, to at least keep it above a, a four and a five. <laughs> so um, our total this week, I think, I don't know if I said it already, but our total this week was 71. It was 70, and I didn't do the math again when Justin put a stupid .5 in there, so I'm just going to bump <laughs> it on to one. Um, but that's going to be all for this week, unless you guys had anything else that you wanted to cover or discuss. Let's start with Justin. You look like you got something. Um, I, I was thinking that they were going to replace in the extended universe jason with jason but instead of doing luke luke and uh, mara's kid it's gonna be kanan and hera but you know sort of parallels the adventure to come i don't know that, that's just a running theory especially when he said oh i want to be a jedi as a like, yeah. mm-hmm. just remember that any jedi that goes off to train with luke dies probably doesn't make it out in the end or he becomes so, the Knight of a Wren. Knights of Wren. Knights of Wren. Knight of Wren. And and again, still doesn't make it out. So. Exactly. Yeah. Touche. Um, Phil, did you have anything else you wanted to discuss for this week at all? No, I got nothing else other than to say uh, thank you again to Jesse. I uh, really appreciate yeah. having you here. Uh, hope that uh, Crush Your Convo goes well for you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And did Keep you have crushing. anything else before we uh, get into your show, Jesse? Um, not really. <laughs> like you, it being so short, there's not much to say, right? So, um, mm-hmm. or to add, I should say that. But we'll see how it goes. Again, the whole force thing. Leaving it at yeah. that. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Phil said, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone in podcast land uh, where they can find you and your show? I think I think you were on a little bit of a hiatus for a minute, just and a then little now bit. You're back, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. we um, were a bit busy in August. Um, we had our one year anniversary in, at the end of July, Ooh, and then congrats. I went to Star Trek Vegas, uh, where I got to meet the entire next generation crew and um Um, actually if you guys could see the whole picture i got it all signed 
Oh, that's so awesome. The only ones I just don't have Oops. is Will Wheaton and Patrick Stewart, oh. which I'll probably never get Patrick Stewart, which is fine. Uh, um, I, I get to whatever. go and... see him speak uh, in October. Okay, so I no longer like Phil. Dude. Phil can. No, no, <laughs> no. He, this he, could, he has, this could play to your advantage. He has a, he has a book. He has a, he has a biography book coming out. Yeah. And I have well, tickets to his book signing in Boulder. Why don't you send He's coming him poster, Jesse? <laughs> Really? I didn't yeah. even know that. Okay, oh. maybe there's a okay, there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> take chance. it to the book signing. There's a small chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. We'll give it to Phil. We'll give, no. give it to I Phil mean, to take to the we'll book signing. We'll roll it up, stick it, and mail it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't know he was coming, but anyways. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I'll I mean throw we... a link in the uh, in the chat notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes. no, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Got to definitely talk to Gates McFadden. She was very appreciative of everything. Gave me big hugs. Said she loves all the work we've been doing and stuff like that. So that was oh, really great. Yeah. So, so that awesome. was so nice. But yeah, we're going back in. We have our first recording coming up next weekend. And then um, Beverly Crusher Days happen in October. And then we have a special interview in the end of October. So kind of way. Yeah. Haven't announced it yet. But yeah. It's a it's it's a good one. So I hope people people enjoyed that. But yeah, we're diving in, finishing up, you know, gonna finish up our season and get going. But nice. it's been a lot nice. of fun. Heck awesome. Yeah, and of course, all those links are gonna be in the show notes and all of those different things. You can find Jesse and Crusher Combo there, and Phil. All of his things uh, are gonna be in the show notes as well. But why don't you go ahead and tell the people out there that don't want to use their thumbs how they can find you. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Blue Sky at Fliprider. Uh, find me talking about books and booze most of the time. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good combo. Do what I can, Justin. Justin, what about you? Are you still are you putting your uh, Instagram out there? Or are you just focusing on the Quest Me Instagram? Uh, Jlu seventeen forty two. There you go. All right. I didn't. All these I didn't even say on. where to find me. Like we were talking about the <laughs> so you can edit this part. <laughs> oh no! Uh-uh. You're just gonna no, throw it. No, well. you could find us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, and of course, we're also on Threads and Blue Sky. But it's not exactly updated a lot on Threads and Blue Sky. But I try. It's <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with. But yes, Crusher Convo. You can find us all on there. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find us. And then any podcast app. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, well, thank you guys all for being here this week. I am excited for next week's episode. Um, I, I think there's going to be some, some crazy shit happening. You know what I mean? So, um, it should be a good time for quest me. I have been your host, Jesse. I'm Phil. I'm Justin. <laughs> and of course, my name is Josh. We will talk at you next week. May the force be with you. Thank you.